At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Time action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour number two, primetime action live from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Friday night, less than 24 hours away from the division round of the NFL. Oh, yeah. We'll go through them all game by game here momentarily. First, an update on all the scores from Mr. Bidlin. Yeah, starting the NBA, we've got uh, the Hornets up on the Thunder, 60-43. to 43. Hornets, 18.5-point live favorite, 222.5 the live total. We are two minutes to go before halftime in that one. The Lakers on the road at the Magic. Lakers 50, Magic 46. Live numbers, Lakers 4.5 and 226.5. LeBron James, big first half. He's got 15 points, 4 rebounds. Russell Westbrook check, 10 points, 4 rebounds, 2 steals, 0 turnovers. So a nice little bounce back game for him. There you go. Um, Let's see, Clippers and Sixers, we are at the halftime there. Sixers with a 54-40 lead. Sixers, 13.5-point live favorites, 203.5 the live total. Heat up on the Hawks, 24-22, two minutes remaining in the first quarter. No live numbers up on this game right now. The Trailblazers out to a hot start in Boston. They were up 28-21, a minute 15 left to go in the first quarter. The Celtics are still a 4.5-point Live betting favorite, 212.5 is your live total. Over on the ice, several games in action. We've got the Hurricanes up on the Rangers, 2 to nothing. Live numbers on that game, Hurricanes minus 1,600. Rangers, 7-1. to The second uh, period just getting started in this game. Penguins and Blue Jackets all tied up at 2 at the first intermission. Penguins minus 200 live Blue Jackets. Plus 150, and your live total set at 9 for that game. Um, and then we also have a couple first-period games going on right now. We have Coyotes and Islanders scoreless in the first period, and Stars and Red Wings 1-1 in the first period. Crack and play later, man. Yeah, it's, it's 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Kraken. Underdogs. <laughs> That's your analysis. Crack it, underdogs. Bet against, bet yes. against them. Yes. One yes. college yes. basketball game going on I forgot about. Maryland up on Illinois at the half. 37-35. Illinois still a live favorite of two points 
and 146 and a half your total. By the way, there is one like weird story in hockey. I know we don't usually talk about hockey, but like the Edmonton Oilers started the season like nine and one. I saw this last night on Sports Center, and then they haven't won since December. It's bizarre. December, like over a month now, December 20 or 19th or something mm. like that. It's, it's unbelievable. Like getting out of the shoot that quickly. They have like two premier goal scorers, two on the team. Obviously, Connor McDavid being one of them. It's interesting. And in hockey, you know, we talk about all these NFL coaches. Oh, is this guy going to get fired? Is Mike McCarthy going to get fired? Hockey, we know here in Vegas, even as an example, right? Washington, Washington wins the Stanley Cup, and Bruce Boudreaux is is scuttled, or they just don't want to assign him to a big contract. Here was it Gallant? You know, the Knights get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Short time afterwards, he's gone. So they'll they'll fire you in a heartbeat in hockey. Hockey's really weird with coaches. So that's a uh, there's your hockey minute. Oh, well, the other You've one, a tennis I, minute and a hockey minute. Tonight. The other one, I don't know if I had a full grasp on was the Penny Hardaway situation, where he had won like the five straight games, and then they're like four and eight since or something, and everything's falling apart uh, in Memphis apparently. So he's but he's got like four freshmen going right now. Cause yeah, of, I don't know. Yeah, he's got four freshmen going, and so that's what like induced him to go off, if you will. Yeah, I saw on that. the press, yeah. but it's like. He's the the problem with that is first of all the questions were legitimate he shouldn't have gone off on them and they're like a one and done kind of team too so if you're going to be a one and done kind of coach and try to game the system that way not really game the system but if you if you take that strategy you have to take all incoming too yeah you know just my opinion Penny Hardaway could have been one of the greatest of all time by oh, the way. I loved watching him could have been one of the greatest but the injuries injuries. Early and often. Oh, it's too bad. Early and often. All right, let's start with it. First game tomorrow, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans, three-and-a-half-point favorites. The totals, 47-and-a-half. The return of Derrick Henry. Across the board, three-and-a-half, 47-and-a-half across the board as well, even here in Vegas, um, three-and-a-half and 47-and-a-half. So everybody is simpatico across the country, whole, the whole country. So three-and-a-half, 47-and-a-half. Do you think it'll move? It didn't on Derrick Henry. I, 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 thought, I thought a four would pop because there would be that – there would be, the again, the, the general public guy who goes, oh, oh, he's back. Bet yeah. you know, like whatever, and and that 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 didn't happen. Maybe that was, maybe that was what got the three to three and a half from at the very beginning, and because I mean the writing was on the wall, right? I mean, like <laughs> we've been talking about yeah, I mean, it for, for two weeks, for yeah, months yeah. on this show. Like yeah. we know exactly when he's coming back. I mean, like it, yeah. it was two weeks. It's been you know that that it was known that he was going to be coming back. So um, if you take a look at this, it's, it's, it, it really is kind of a fascinating matchup here. Um, you do have Ogunjobi out for the Bengals in this one. They did get um, they they did get Hendrickson cleared, so he's going to be able to go. Those are the only things that were really I mean, we were we were monitoring Henry to make sure that he was just going to be officially activated. He was, and then we were monitoring Hendrickson yesterday when he got officially activated. So those are really the only things we were watching in this one from an injury standpoint. You look at this total. Um, like I said, I think this could be kind of a sneaky shootout. That being said, one thing to point out whenever you do look at this game, the the, the Bengals play slow. Like, they, they play slow. They are passing a ton, but they play slow. They're 30th in, in situation neutral pace. And so just keep that in mind. That being said, they do pass a ton, right? So their pass rate is sixth 
over the last eight weeks of the NFL season, and it's actually first over the last month, over the last four weeks. So they are passing more than any other team in the NFL over the last month of the season, which is a far cry from where they were at the beginning of the year when they were running the ball so incredibly much. And we were like, what are you doing? Why is this happening? Why are you running the ball so much when you've got this quarterback and these weapons and stuff? And so they did change their philosophy. They put three wide outs on the field 89% of the time. So if that tells you anything, I mean, like they're they're that, that is just what, that's just what they do. The other thing is, is that could lean you a little bit towards an under in this one Bengals play slow. The other thing, if, if you believe in the Titans, the Titans, when leading by seven or more points, they are 28th in pace in the NFL as well. And then just in situation neutral, they're 21st. And so you have one of the very, very slowest teams against one of the playing against one of the slowest teams as it is anyway. And if you think that the Titans are going to have a, a good game here, they actually really slow it down when they get ahead. And then they go fall down to about the 28th team in pace. So this game actually, the more I looked into it, despite the fact that I do think both offenses could have a, a decent amount of success here. I don't think that total, I'm going to, I'm going to mess with it or anything like that. Bengals offensive line is going to be the big story here. Can they protect Joe Burrow? They were 30th in the NFL in sacks allowed uh, this season, and that's going to be what everyone's watching in this game. Can this Titans defensive line with that front four get home? And why I say with that front four, because if they one, they don't blitz as it is anyway. They're one of the they're one of the teams that, that just don't blitz. But if they do have to blitz, then now you're getting single coverage on Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or any of these guys like that. And so you don't, you know, you can't uh you can't go that route. So you really needed to get home with that front four. They were twenty first in pass rush win rate over the course of the season. Obviously not great. Not the worst, but not great. So you're gonna need them to kind of kind of play over over expectation here. That being said, Cincinnati offensive line, of course, is is weak. So um, that'll be an interesting matchup with that as well. These defenses, when you look at these numbers on these two defenses, it's almost they're almost identical whenever you take a look. So overall EPA per play, the Titans were 13th in the NFL. The Bengals were 14th in the NFL. Drop back EPA per play defense, Titans were 9th in the NFL. Bengals were 10th in the NFL. Rush EPA per play defense, Titans were 13th. Bengals were 14th. So these t- these defenses, basically from a statistical standpoint, were, were kind of right neck and neck with each other. The only thing is, is it is, it does, teams did have more success throwing on the Titans than they did running on the Titans. And you saw the teams typically over the course of the season choose to pass more than they did in their typical game. The average opponent passed 3% more against the Titans than they did against other opponents over the course of the season. So with with, with that being the way that the Bengals have wanted to play over the last eight weeks of the season anyway, and being that most teams choose to pass more than they want to as it is anyway against this Titans team because they choose not to run, then I think we're going to see just a, a, a ton of Burrow dropbacks and just a ton of Burrow throwing all over the place. And can he stay upright? Can he stay without getting pressured? And how much is that Titans defensive line going to to get all in his face? Obvious mismatch here is the the defensive line for the Bengals against the rush offense of the Titans. Without Ogunjobi in there, again, not a dude that, like, you don't know the name because he's not a big sack guy. He's not a big whatever, but, like, he's one of those just big dudes that clogs up holes, right, from a, from a defensive line standpoint. So people are going to think, like, that's a, a non-factor of an injury, but it's not a non-factor of an injury. Yeah, he's not the guy that pops like all these other guys from a statistical standpoint, but he's just a big space eater when it comes to to running. So that is a big, big loss for this team as well. Um, 
you know, big playability is another thing that I think the only way that Cincinnati has a chance to win this thing outright is they're going to have to kind of do what they did all season long with these big plays. Cincinnati had 21 non-red zone touchdowns over the course of the season. That was the most in the NFL. 11 of their 52 touchdowns went for 40 or more yards. Jamar Chase had seven touchdowns of 20 or more air yards. And um, actually just kind of, this is more of a fun fact than anything else. Uh, Chase had five 50, 50 or more yard touchdown passes, which was more than the next guy had of 25 or more yard wow. passes. So, like, he had more 50-yard touchdowns than the next closest guy had 25-yard touchdowns. That is I'll a go fun 7 fact. to 10 yeah. on the fun scale. Yeah, S- seven seven to 10. yeah on the fun yeah. scale. Look, it's – Getting more than a field goal, I just think this game plays close. I think this game plays closer. I think the back door is always open when you have Burrow and those weapons out there. So I took the hook in this thing. Um, I also have under on Mixon rushing yards. I just don't think I, – I, again, I just think the Bengals, the only way for success is for them to throw the ball and throw the ball a ton. And I think Tennessee rolls them. We'll come back. We'll do the Niners at the Packers tomorrow's second game. Next, Prime primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're all about the betting splits here at VSIN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to check out VSIN.com to check the current betting splits date. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under it against the spread bets. Betting splits. I mean, how many ways do we try to make you a smarter, better year round? Betting splits just one of them. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, the other thing I just want to sort of say for each of these games, because I was doing, we were doing on, on a numbers game all kinds of field goal. We were doing place kicker power rankings for the remaining eight teams. We were doing coaches. I would say in that first game, Huge place-kicking advantage to the Bengals. Evan McPherson over Randy Bullock. And they will trot him out there from anywhere. From anywhere. Yeah. And a huge coaching. The biggest coaching advantage, I think, in this divisional round is Vrabel over Zach Taylor. Um, In terms of his in-game decision-making, we don't really know if Zach Taylor has those kind of chops, quite frankly. But we do know that Vrabel does. Um, So we differ on that game. What about the the Niners at the Packers? With the Niners now five-and-a-half-point favorites, but the injury report couldn't have been better. For everybody. For everybody. For everyone. So Nick Bosa going to go for the 49ers. um, And then on the Green Bay side, Zedaria Smith, 
Randall Cobb, Jair Alexander, and Whitney Merciless all going to go for the Packers. So good on everybody got what they were looking for here. Outside of the Packers, I mean, Marcus Valdez-Scantling isn't going to go for them. And, you know, you do get back Randall Cobb. That's not a one-for-one trade because they're just – they're different players, right? And so now that deep downfield threat probably is going to have to be Lazard as as opposed to MVS. So that's that's different, right? I mean, that is certainly a – a different look for this team because that's a skill set that if you believe in the kind of the true handicap of this one that the Packers would really, really need, right? Because, I mean, that is a – that is where you you go after this – where you go after this 49ers team is in those those long passes and, and certainly deep into the secondary. So the 49ers rush offense since week 10, just to let you know kind of how – and this is about when they started to get a little tricky, getting a little creative, when they had really just at that point committed to Eli Mitchell. They also started to put Debo back there a little bit more. So since week 10, the 49ers have rushed for 130 or more yards in eight out of the 10 games that they've played. So that Ooh. is just – you know you're, that is just unbelievable success on the ground to get 130-plus in eight of 10 games. On the season, they were fifth rush offense DVOA. They were eighth in expected points um, and EPA added per play on the run game as well. So very, very good run game. Been even better over the last 10 games of the season. Again, that was that coincided with a, a full-on commitment to Eli Mitchell just kind of being the, the workhorse back there, and it wasn't one of this kind of makeshift backfields for them. The big mismatch in this one would be the Packers' rush defense. 28th rush defense DVOA over the course of the season for the Packers, 20th in EPA per play allowed, and then they allowed 5.6 yards per rush over the last three games of the season. Now, one of those was a Week 18 game that, you know, they they didn't have to win and they didn't care about, but just something to be something to be said. Um, uh, gave up 5.6 yards per rush over the last three games. There is a segment of people out there who look at this and they are way better at breaking down film than I am that say that this is by design, right? It's the Jair Alexander went down early in the season. They had a, they had a weakness in the secondary. They didn't want teams throwing all over them. So let's play a little softer in the box. Let's invite teams to run. We'll let them do that. And then through, through that, we keep them from, from actually going after what, is is our true weakness, which is you know we don't have a, a super strong cover corner in this in the secondary. So if you buy into that, that could be one of the reasons why you get these numbers for the Packers as well and all that. Only they would know, and only they could tell us. And I bet you they wouldn't tell us. <laughs> they would not. I bet, I and bet they're not they talking. T- yes, I bet you they wouldn't tell us if that was what they did over the course of the season or not. Um, some other interesting stuff here is I think one of the more underrated. Uh, units on the field is the the Packers run offense in this game. So they are fifth in the NFL in EPA per play whenever they face seven in the box. And you say, okay, well, all right, well, why don't teams just run, go eight in the box against them then, right? I mean, well, because then at that point, you're one-on-one-ing Devontae Adams if you do that, and then that just is is death for, for teams if you're going to go one-on-one with Devontae Adams. So they face so many seven seven man fronts because you need that extra guy out there to at least have some 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 help whenever you're defending Devontae Adams. And so when they get those seven man boxes, they're they're getting rushing yards at four point seven two yards per clip, right? I mean that's that's really, really, really good. Um so will 
the Niners, and I can only imagine, I mean, Kelly speculated on it. We all think that it, we've been saying it on this desk for two months and no one can figure it out. So maybe there is just no way to remove Devontae Adams from a game. But we're just like, <laughs> it seems I mean, literally incredible. for two months we've been going like, hey, you know, the reason I don't like the Packers long term is someone's <laughs> going to not. You know, it, it, no, no one's done that. I'd so. be throwing a corner out wide on him, a linebacker to cover <laughs> underneath, and a safety over top. Yeah. What are you going to do? Come yeah. on. I mean, it's like, it's like for two months on this, we were like, I don't really like that Packers team long term. Someone's going to take Devontae Adams out. Yeah, that is that is not happened yet, but we, we, we shall see in, in all that. So what kind of defense the 49ers do run here against them, I think is going to be really, really interesting. I mean, do they do, do they sell out on Devontae Adams now that Marcus Valdez Scantling isn't in the game? Because I think you're far less scared of of Lazard and Cobb than you would have been of of Marcus Valdez Scantling and then Lazard being the third guy. So that could change the way they go about this. That could change their philosophy as well. Bosa being in is is massive for this 49ers team. Aaron Rodgers, one of the least pressured quarterbacks in the NFL over the course of the season. When he is not pressured, 75% completion percentage on the season and a 122 passer rating. Now, on the off chance when he was pressured, again, not pressured very much. He's right up there with Brady as one of the least pressured quarterbacks in the league. That said, when he was pressured, his completion percentage drops from 75% to 36.1% in half wow. when he has been pressured so far this season. Um, so if Bosa can win and win often, then it takes away from what, again, we assume that the Packers' game plan is going to be, which is test those corners down the field, test this, this uh, deep passing uh, defense from them, and try and figure out if that's how, uh, you know, if, if – for whatever reason, the Cowboys chose not to do that, and if if that was really the way to go about all this. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for them to want to go in that direction, mainly because of Devontae Adams. He was fourth in the regular season in the NFL with 883 receiving yards on passes 10-plus air yards down the field or longer. And as we said, that's how you go about this, this Niners team. They allowed a 53.5% completion percentage and 12 yards per attempt and a 111.4 passer rating on passes 10-plus ten plus air yards down the field. They also were giving up 8.6 uh, completion percentage over expected on passes 10-plus yards down the field. So those are all bottom five in the league. So every single one of those stats are bottom five in, in the NFL. So the the blue, how you go about attacking the team is, is not like this is a secret, but when you have a guy like Nick Bosa who can keep it to where you can't hold the ball long enough to get the ball down the field, that's, like, that's where it comes, right? It's like if Nick Bosa wins enough – then it's going to be very hard for the Packers to exploit what is the big weakness for the 49ers. If Bosa's, if Bosa can't, if Bakhtiari coming back is, is you know he did end up getting he he did get bookend limited practices. They they just rested him during the week, but he he, he limited practice. He's he's going to go for them. If Bakhtiari coming back, maybe they choose to double him. Like, I I don't know like it, what they're going to go, how they're going to try to go about all this, you know, I mean, that's what's so fascinating about these, these stylistic matchups in these first two games on Saturday, because there are two completely different ways that these teams can go about going after, you know, each other. And so it's super, super interesting to me. I think Bosa is certainly going to win a lot of these, uh, a lot of this matchup here, and, and he's going to cause some problems here, but does Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and all them, do they Figure that that's going to be the case, and do they have wrinkles in this offense where they're going to figure out how to uh, how to combat that? We, you know, that's going to be the big thing here with all of this. Uh, from a 
again, I, I took the Packers early on at four and a half. I'm less I'm less excited about that now. That was based off of I thought that they would be without Nick Bosa in this game. I didn't think he would be fast tracked through the concussion protocol, but I should have known better that they were not going to let one of these stars not yeah. play in when, this. When we were guessing this while the Niners were beating the Cowboys, uh, assuming that everybody would be there before the injuries happened, we're like, oh, three, you know, four was the top four and a half. Somebody said. No one ever got to five and a half or six. Yeah. So it was earlier in the week. So I, I love the Niners in this with the points uh, and grab them with the points. Cannot wait for that tomorrow after the Titans slaughter the Bengals. Uh, Kelly has a live bet. There's, an all, there's all lines, Gil. You can bet the all lines on, uh, on, the, very well. on, on the Titans. That's I may very well. I th- you, you think I'm joking. <laughs> The uh, the passing the passing problem Rodgers is at two sixty three. So again, just just saying, I, I imagine it'll be a super pass heavy, a super pass heavy strategy. Now whether he has success or not, I don't know. But he went for he went for two fifty five or more, like basically every single game this year. So just just something to keep in mind there. I'm actually on the 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 Dylan under rushing forty and a half yards in this game as well. The whole reason that they were were resting Aaron Jones and all that is for, for playoff and plus I just don't think they're going to run the ball very much and so I don't think that the secondary back is going to get to 40 yards. Kelly live bet real quick? Yeah I live bet the Celtics they were down 7 I got them uh, at a money line they're down uh, live numbers about 4, 4.5 right now I still recommend it. Rams Bucks next You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network I'm supposed to give uh, field goal kicker and coach's thoughts on that game, I believe. Self-induced uh, here. Field goal kicker. Uh, advantage Niners. Robbie Gould over the what's left of Mason Crosby, who has hit huge kicks in his NFL career, but statistically is probably the worst of the eight kickers I, right now, even worse than Bullock. I, 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 I imagine that... There will be there will be hard decisions made on the Packers sidelines on any borderline field goals. And if it's like that fourth and four, where like you might just go for it. Bullock, you know, with the Titans, he's attempted one kick beyond fifty yards all year. He's he made it. They won't even let him try long yeah. ones. And I'm trying to remember who the other one that's still available that's still alive, who's only tried one kick beyond 50 this year, and they missed. I had the uh, kicker rankings. I'll, I'll check out who that is. But uh, as far as the head coach is concerned, I, I give the edge to Kyle Shanahan over Matt LaFleur, but Matt LaFleur certainly has done nothing wrong. But I think Kyle Shanahan has proven to be uh, – I still love Kyle Shanahan. I know we had moments where we doubted him, but I still love him. I don't – he's too nitty for me. Like, I don't I, – I, I don't that, – That for sure. I don't like these super, super, super conservative coaches. And, and in a game like this – he better break out of that mold because it's one of those it's definitely one of those deals where if they get you know if they get down 10 you're going to have to start getting out of your comfort zone right like yeah. like like you're going to have to start doing some things that you don't really want to do and and start making some calls that you really don't want to don't want to make and we've seen him be a little bit stubborn at times and a little bit like ah oh, no I'm going to prove to you that this is going to work and so I'm I'm interested to see how he kind of adapts really as well. You know, I mean, with the floor, I mean, we're kind of like, I don't really know. I, more than anything, I just don't know what he brings to the table because yeah. of the way that this 
this season has just gone for them. This game between the Buccaneers and the Rams, Buccaneers two-and-a-half-point favorites, this is the other kicker that's only attempted one field goal from beyond 50 all year. It's Ryan Suckup of the Buccaneers, and he missed it. They don't let him kick beyond 50. So big advantage, Matt Gay, who's probably the number one kicker outside of Justin Tucker in football this year. He's only missed two field goals all year. Uh, so he has been unbelievable. And then uh, coaching advantage here, I think Bruce Arians. I don't – I. This is a, you know, I had Warren Sharp on this morning. He called this game a referendum on Sean McVay. I can, I can certainly believe that. I mean, given the situation here, if the Rams aren't at least super competitive in this game, right? Like, I, I mean, you know, again, they're underdogs. They're not, in theory, they're not supposed to win. But, I mean, if they are not competitive in this game, if they find a way to, to, to find their floor, in this in this game, then you really do have to start looking around and and figuring out. Hey, man, maybe we rush this thirty-four-year-old guy, you know, right. you know, into something. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, like that's the thing. There is even... there is that possibility. Like when you try to imagine these games, I'll just put it. In. When you imagine these games, for me, the first game, right? I see the Tennessee Titans crushing, right? That's what I imagine. The second game, I I really do imagine the Niners giving the Packers a lot of hell. This game. There's there's one imagining in my head, if you will, where Tom Brady just looks perplexed. Yeah, and and oh, me too. Yep. And that goes to and that goes to you know the, this offensive line thing as well, right? So we are both guys. Technically, this is questionable, but Tristan Wirfs didn't get into practice all week long. I mean, like I think yep. they're just listing him as questionable so that there's at least that like shred that the Rams have to prepare for him or whatever. I think if you're the Rams, you'd want him to play. Like, I, I, at this point, I would be jumping up and down for him to play because if he wasn't able to get in a single lick of practice all yeah. week long, when he came back in that game last week, he looked just completely, completely lost out there because he couldn't couldn't maneuver. He couldn't get his footing. And so I think you'd be wanting him to play. But I think the bigger thing here, too, is the fact that his backup is also questionable. So there's there's that. Jensen also listed as questionable for the Bucks as well. So, I mean, their, their offensive line could be in for a, a real big rude awakening here in this one. And so what happened last week, because of the offensive line situation, Tom Brady threw 28 passes in that game against the Eagles in under 2.5 seconds. <laughs> so he threw 28 different passes in under 2.5 seconds. Defense, defense is so frustrating. Yeah, so yeah. he's just like, he's like, oh, okay, they can't protect me. It's fine. And, and even even by doing that, I might add, he still took four sacks in that game. Mm -hmm. So even though he threw 28 times under two and a half seconds, he still got sacked four times in the game. The average air yards for Tom Brady last week, 4.6. I was just going to guess 4 yeah. point something. Yes. 4.6 for him. And with all of that said, that is against an Eagles team that is – was just completely outmanned, outgunned, com completely lost and dunzo from, from the get-go. That's not going to be a recipe for success against this Rams defense. Now, how the Rams offense shows up, that's a completely different story. We've seen them, you know, that's been up and down, up and down, up and down. But you, you know what you're getting in Aaron Donald. You know what you're getting in Von Miller. You know what you're getting in, in Jalen Ramsey. Like, you know what you're getting in this defense. And so – it's it's really really interesting how one it does show that Brady and Arians and and I guess to an extent Leftwich and whatever it's probably just Brady calling the plays on his own but like he he just made a, an adjustment on the fly he's like okay I lost my tackle I lost my center 
we're we're literally going to throw in two seconds every single time that we get that we uh, that we get the ball, you know. And, and so we'll see how that goes. Now, if you want to say maybe that does work against this Rams team, there is one area of the field, like in the very middle of the field, like short passes to the middle against the Rams. They've allowed like an 80% completion percentage in that area of the field. So maybe Gronk does just kind of have a heyday of running little four and five yard routes where he runs out there and just turns around. Like that, that could certainly be um, one of the ways to to success for this one. But we we get back to this stat that it just I can't get away from here. And it's when teams, unless they completely and fundamentally change the way that they play defense when it favors an offense so incredibly much. And, and it goes back to the fact that the, the Bucks blitz at the second highest rate in the NFL. And we were talking about this last week whenever we were talking about Matt Stafford. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, Matthew Stafford had the highest passer rating against the blitz in the next-gen stats era. So that's back to 2016. He he's had a 141.8 passer rating against the blitz in, in the NFL this year. And he had a higher completion percentage and passer rating when he was blitzed than when he was not. And I think what we saw, and we were even talking about that in here when we were watching the game That's on right. Monday and night. And then it happened. When he had a lot of time, he's like sitting back there and he's like trying to make too much happen. And he's like looking all around. And he's doing all this stuff. When when Stafford is kind of like, oh, I've got to make a quick decision. And, I, and he, he apparently knows how to throw against the blitz very, very well and, and all that. And so – you have a team in in this in this Bucks team that the the way that they have success is is blitzing a ton, and so either they fundamentally change how they play defense and have played defense all year long, or you're playing right into what favors the Rams' offense and what favors Matthew Stafford the best, which I think is just such an incredibly huge advantage here when when it comes to how this game is going to play out. It, you know, and it, and it can't be understated, like. You don't have Chris Godwin, and you don't have Antonio Brown, and it's just Mike Evans. Now, it would not surprise me at all. I know that they've 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 shied away at least a little bit from shadowing Jalen Ramsey um, uh, uh, this season at times. But if there was ever a hey Jalen, we're going to ask you to we're going to ask you to man up. You know, like we're we're going to ask you to to just if he just runs around with Mike Evans all over the field and he's a big physical corner that can actually man up with a guy like Mike Evans, who is just, you know, can basically beast just about any corner out there. But Jalen Ramsey would be one of the few out there that can from an athleticism standpoint, match up with him. Then I just don't see it. I don't see a path to a lot of success offensively for the bucks. And so I even get back to the point where I don't think the Rams even have to do all that much on the offensive side to win this game outright and, and, and certainly stay within the three and, and all that out there. Like, I think they could have a just an above-average game on the offensive side of the ball and still have a, have a win, an outright win in this game because I just don't see the Bucs being able to move the ball and have a ton of success. I mean, look, you are getting Leonard Fournette back in this game. We know when Leonard Fournette was in, the, in over the last couple of months of the season, like – you would have you would have thought that Leonard Fournette was Chris Godwin or so like he was getting eight targets a game or something like that. So, you know, there there is that if you wanted to look at that from maybe a prop standpoint or something, if you wanted to go that direction. But for me, I just I do. I just really like the Rams in this situation. I, I'm pro, I don't have the money line bet in right now, but I do think that I'll I have the money line bet as well 
as the as the three that I have in the pocket right now. And I, I just don't I don't have a lot of I do not have any real conviction on how a path to success on the offensive side of the ball for for the Bucks is in this one, especially with those offensive line injuries. I mean, even if those guys give it a go, Gil, we know for a fact they're not 100%, and so it's, it's going to be rough on Tom Brady. Well, when you put it that way, it really – I mean, when you put it that way, it really does sort of stay, stick in my head. If Brady can pull this off, yes, you know, yes, it's just add another – That's just a bow down. Just add yeah. another amazing accomplishment to uh, – an already greatest of all time career. 17th divisional round game in the career of Tom Brady. We'll come back. Still got the uh, the marquee matchup of them all to get to. The Chiefs and the Titans will update the uh, scores and we'll look at the NBA tip-offs coming up later. It's Visa's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on primetime action. Let's update the scores, Kelly. What do you got? Yeah, over in the NBA, we got a bunch going on. Uh, we have the Hornets on top of the Thunder, 93-75. to This game has nine seconds remaining in the third quarter. Hornets, 17.5 point live favorites, 222.5. The live total. Lakers on top of the Magic, 66-64. Six and a half minutes left in the third. Lakers, four-point live favorite, 215 and a half is your live total. Sixers on top of the Clippers, 80-70. to uh, Fourth quarter just getting started, 11-30 remaining in this game. Sixers, nine and a half point live favorite, 202 and a half the live total. Uh, Hawks on top of the Heat, 60-51. to This game at the half. Atlanta, 7.5-point live favorite, 216.5 is the live total. Also at the half, half Celtics up on the Trailblazers, 58-54. Celtics, 7.5-point live favorite, 214.5 the total. Bucks lead the Bulls, 24-20, second quarter just about to get started. Bucks, 10.5-point live favorites, 215.5 your live total. The Wizards all over the Raptors here, 40 to 32. Six and a half minutes remaining in the second quarter. Wizards, four and a half point live favorites, and that just went off the board. Uh, and early in the first quarter, Nets up on the Spurs, nine to three. A few minutes into this game, Nets, one and a half point live favorite, 234 and a half 
is the live total. As far as the NHL games in progress go, we've got a few here. Penguins and Blue Jackets all tied up at two in the second intermission. Penguins minus 185 live. Blue Jackets plus 140. Live total of six and a half juiced to the over. Hurricanes up on the Rangers five to one in the second intermission. The Stars lead the Red Wings two to one with 13 minutes left in the second period. The Stars are a minus 330 live betting favorite. Red Wings plus 230 and 6.5 your live total. Islanders out up on the Coyotes 2 to nothing. 11.30 remaining in the second period. If you wanted to get in live on the Coyotes, you can get 10 to 1. The total is 5. Wild 2, Blackhawks 0. 15 minutes remaining in the first period. Uh, we've got live numbers here. Wild minus 700 Blackhawks plus 400 and no total currently posted. And let's see, college basketball, Maryland looks like they're going to knock off Illinois. If, uh, unless Illinois can, uh, get a rally going here. It's 70 to 63, three and a half minutes left in this game. No live numbers currently posted. We do have... Two NBA games about to tip off here in a few minutes. Um, Pistons at the Jazz. This game is Jazz 14.5, and, and 216.5 is your total. No Killian Hayes tonight for the Pistons. No Frank Jackson tonight for the Pistons. On the Utah Jazz side, it's about as good as it could possibly be. Rudy Gobert will be back tonight. Hassan Whiteside is out, still doing with dealing with quarantine stuff. Ru- Rudy Gay, he will be back tonight. Donovan Mitchell out for the Jazz tonight. This is a fourteen and a half point spread. Mm. If he was playing, yeah, whew, it might be a doozy. Uh, the game I'm on: Grizzlies at the Nuggets. Nuggets uh, three and a half point home favorite. The total anywhere between two twenty four and two twenty five. Uh, I took a piece of the Grizzlies. This is uh, really just mainly comes down to who these teams have have played recently. Uh, the Nuggets coasting off of some easy, some wins off of some easy opponents. Don't get me wrong, Nikola Jokic, best player on the planet right now. I really believe that. Uh, well, maybe him and Joel Embiid, uh, but he's playing. He's playing fantastic. Grizzlies. They're still on that hot streak. They've only lost to some really quality teams. Yes, this game's in Denver. Not a huge bet for me tonight, but catching three and a half points with the Grizzlies was something I could not uh, pass up tonight. And then real late night tonight, uh, 10-10 Eastern, we have Rockets at the Warriors. Warriors spotting the Rockets 12 points. Totals 229.5 to 230. Rockets looking fairly healthy on the Golden State side. They will be without Iguodala, without Klay Thompson, without Draymond Green. Well done, Kelly. Well done. I know we're going to talk golf later, but uh, we're halfway through the American Express. 54-hole uh, cut tournament. Patrick Cantlay, one-stroke lead over Hoagie. Tom, buy me a lot of Hoagies after this weekend. By himself in second place as... Uh, Bramlett gave back a stroke there late. Oh, good job, Bramlett. There we go. So Bramlett, Zalatoris, Griffin, Sig, and Young, all two strokes back. So Hoagie, you have at what price again? Hoagie, I have at 140 to 1. I have a 6 to 1 on him, top 20. And then Zalatoris, I have a 50 to 1 outright on. What did our uh, what did our one and dones do here? We you guys um, make some You're noise? smoking us. Smoking, You're still smoking, smoking your us. one and done. Let me let me just scroll to the bottom of the leaderboard again to see if I can find me and Matt. 
Well, the good. Hey, we moved on up today, Matt. I was going to say, the Wolf good. shot 500. I was going to say, the good, they shot 500. Mm. Both bad. of them? The bad is they started so far down. <laughs> yes. That it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Good shot four under, but he's still only one under for the tournament. And yeah, you had Matthew Wolf shoot five under today. He's one over for the tournament. Meanwhile, Sung Jay's eight under. Sung Jay's eight under. Yep. Yeah. Gil going to have quite the lead. Quite the, the uh, lead. Yeah. The, the interesting thing in, in this one, um, Kelly, is just, again, like, we saw massive swings today, and, like, it could happen again tomorrow, right? I mean, I, like, Cantlay is just good regardless. It doesn't matter what course he's playing. Like, like Cantlay's just good, obviously. But, like, we saw – we can see some pretty massive swings tomorrow. I mean, we saw a 10-under today. Right. Yep. Like, we saw a 10-under round today. Um, so, we're still – we still won't really know anything in this until until tomorrow and, and see where – see where everyone is sitting, and then you can just make some fourth-round bets kind of It's really you all you can it. do. It, re- it really is. I, I, I don't know. Unless, unless you were, like, you know, Hoagie, for example, has played the toughest course, and I guess what a lot of people would consider the second toughest course, has the easiest course less, but I still don't – like, I wouldn't be jumping in live at him. He's a guy – you know, his win equity is not very high, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't even – we'll check numbers later. I'm sure he's got still a pretty high number on him, even though he's sitting alone in second place. Um, Are we sure that the course thing is manifesting, that the easy, that stadium course is playing the easiest? Yeah, yeah. No, no, stadium course playing the hardest. The hardest, Hard, I mean. Yeah. I'm sorry. Each day yeah. it's been about two strokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's just – for what like what Matt said, I think the only time I could really jump in with another in-tournament bet would be after – after tomorrow's round and really see where everybody's at kind of on a level playing field. And then you can start digging into some statistics, at least of how, how they played on the stadium course well, throughout the week. Well, that was, well, I was going to say, and if there's a, if there's a better player, at least a player that you consider to be a better player who is, who is kind of lurking there in that like two or three strokes off the lead, everybody plays the stadium course on Sunday. Yeah. So everybody plays the tougher the, the tougher course on Sunday. So that could be interesting. But yeah, as you talk about with Hoagie, uh, you know, win equity he has he has none. So he had he's won zero times on the PGA tour. So you're you're right. I, I think that's one of those like it's even though it feels great to have him sitting there, you're, you're probably you're, you're probably still like eh, I'm I'm not too I'm not too thrilled about. I will uh, be perfectly happy with my six to one top twenty. Yep. On him. Yep. And I think that's a great, yeah, that's a great bet. It's it's a great attitude to have, except if you had a secret camera in my apartment building, I'm sure I would be throwing remotes and stuff at the wall on Sunday when he's uh, cratering down the final stretch of foes. (laughs) A lock. But on air. As big a lock of it as Yeah, but on on air, Gil, I will say, you know, all I care about is the six to one. Sure, sure. Patio furniture. M Live's Kyle Minky believes that Jared Goff might have played himself into the conversation. As Detroit's long-term quarterback, you know, Vinny and I had played a, himself or talked himself. Like, <laughs> played himself. V- Vinny and I had an interesting conversation about how here at the South Point, anyway. Other books will handle it differently. Other books will just throw them up. But this is going to be one of those off seasons, like the Tom Brady off season, where people were trying to get ahead of where he was going to end up. Right in Tampa Bay, those who got in front of it got huge numbers on him, um, or on Tampa Bay futures, knowing that Tom Brady was going to go there. This off season, we may have an Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah. We may have a Russell Wilson situation. Who knows who else, right? Kirk Cousins. Right. Um, 
I mean, if the right Derek offer comes Carr, along, they'll move him. You know? Right, yeah. Derek Carr. So, I mean, it's going to be a fascinating offseason for NFL futures. Your uh, Jared Goff comment just sort of put that in my head. But that I think that's interesting. It's it's sort of a, a throwback to the, if you can figure out where Aaron Rodgers is going before the market does, a la Tom Brady, you know. There are futures bets to be made this offseason, perhaps. The information race, assuming he is going somewhere. Assuming, right. Who knows? May not. What are you, what are you betting on, yes or no? What are you betting on with Russell Wilson? I think he's gone. Unless unless they just clean house there. Like they're, they're talking about keeping Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll right? That's what staying, I'm saying. Right? So he's got to be gone. They're not cleaning house if Pete Carroll's staying. Yeah, how is, is Russell, Russell Wilson Will- really, the, like, he's not sick of Pete Carroll by now? Oh, I didn't say they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. We'll talk about the Titans and the Bills next. Vista's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.